and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I'm Luke Owen. And I'm Dan Layton. And it is the festive season. It's mm. December. It's time to get all... I'm, I've you? Got, I know I've got my Christmas cardie on. It's a like Christmas jumpers are one thing. This is a cardie. That takes it to a whole new level. And I'm very excited to take you through, well, for us to go through. Yeah. What is coming up at Cineworld this month? So, Dan, let's get to it. Should we go get some snacks? Should we get some festive snacks? We'll get getting Christmas put. That's And oh, then we'll go to the cinema. Flaming. <laughs> Dan, I almost feel like December is tailor-made for you and I. Oh, yeah, yeah. we're going to have a great time. Not just because we've got lots of Christmas movies to yeah. talk about, lots of Christmas re-releases for yeah. us to talk about. Festive. Let's kick things off, though, with your half of why we're excited for December. <sighs> if you must. And that is Beyonce's movie. Beyonce. Be oh, oh, sorry, I thought you were going to say the second part of Beyonce's Beyonce. name. <laughs> So Beyonce the, the movie. Renaissance. Tell Renaissance. me, tell me about Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. Well, Renaissance uh, was very much the album of last summer. It was unreal. It came out. It's got this amazing sort of neo disco funk robot energy. Absolutely fantastic. Sort of came out of nowhere, blew the socks off everybody. House music is in there. Very nineties and energy, funky. I loved it. It's an incredible album. She obviously embarks on this massive tour with it, and this is the film of that tour. Mm. And it's kind of like, uh, in the same way that we've seen this with, with Taylor Swift and the Eras tour. BTS. BTS, you know, uh, artists are looking for new ways to share their artistry and, and using cinema to, you know, present their music in this way. Beyonce's done this before. She's had Lemonade, you know, came with a whole visual album as well. So she, she, she loves to play with all the art forms to really showcase what she, she's bringing to the table. And I love Beyonce. And I can't wait to experience that music all over again on the big screen. But if that's not your jam, if that's not your flavor, I mean, you're looking jam, I mean obviously but... everyone is. But like, if you were looking for something slightly different mm. to going to see a music concert uh, in, in the cinema, Eileen is out this week. I'm always looking for the, the Barbenheimer portmanteau. So mm -hmm. for that day, you could have Renailleen. And Eileen is a film about um, a woman, Anne Hathaway plays a woman who I believe sort of uh, a bit stuck in a job and then undergoes a little um, affair situation with mm. a younger colleague. Uh, it's William Aldroyd who, uh, the last film he directed was Lady Macbeth with Florence Pugh, which was absolutely amazing. Um, like really atmospheric, really brooding, kind of was the one that launched Florence Pugh into everyone's consciousness. Um, and it's doing stuff for Anne Hathaway in this movie that we haven't seen her do in a long time. You know, she's little Annie Hathaway from, you know, Princess Diaries and, and Never Wears Prada. Batman. Batman. Yeah, sure, Batman. But even in Batman, she's kind of playing the, her Selena Kyle's kind of, you know, um, dynamic and sexy, but also kind of cute. It, it's kind mm -hmm. of, it makes sense for Anne Hathaway. This is doing something we haven't seen her do for, for a long time and re reminding us the chops that she has as an actress. Dan, like, that's enough cinema. <laughs> now I want to talk to you about cinema. Thank you. Because we are also going to be screening in December, on the first weekend of December, the 20th anniversary re-release of Elf. I can't believe it's 20 years. I am stunned that it's 20 years. And interestingly, for, for, my, for me, I mean, we've seen many like Christmassy movies and, you know, we've had a lot of different additions to the genre. Elf is the last time I think of a classic Christmas movie Absolutely. coming out. Absolutely. That we still watch every year to this day. And that year was the same year we had Love Actually, so that kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. that, was, that was a vintage year. It's a wonderful way to celebrate Elf. 
to go yeah. and see the pictures again. Will Ferrell uh, tells the story that he, when he was walking through Times Square in the elf costume, mm -hmm. he had this realization of like, this is either gonna be the best movie I've ever made, or it's gonna be the end of my career. Yeah. And it ended up being the best movie he's ever made. Hands down. And it is a, it's, it's a timeless classic. It, it holds up to this day. Even though it is 20 years old, it doesn't feel 20 years old. That's what makes it the classic, isn't it? Like yeah. that, kind of, that kind of movie is so easy to become dated. I think a lot of the time when you make certain films uh, around, a, around a holiday, it's, it's hard. We're a, we're a cynical world and you want to try and appeal to people's cynicisms. And that can date a movie really quickly. There's a real earnestness in Elf. You know, it's not, it, it, it wasn't dated in the moment. It's got some stop motion involved in there. Uh, there's, there's, it's got the grand tradition of singing and music in Christmas movies. So much heart so and much joy heart. to it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think of Elf as the all I want for Christmas is you of the Christmas movie world. Follow that thought through kind of unappreciated in its time. Uh -huh. Like people liked it when it came out in 2003, but now here we are in 2023 and it's like, that's one of the greatest Christmas movies ever made. Yeah. When All I Want For Christmas Is You was released in 93? 94. 94. It was sort of like, that's a fine little song. That's a good little pop song. Yeah. Now it is seen as the, the song Christmas song. That heralds in the season. Yeah. Also, do you know it's not a cover? People think that All I Want For Christmas mm. Is You is a cover. Completely original song in much in the same way that Elf is, is a completely original classic. It's actually a very good comparison. Thank well you, done. thank you. But speaking of Elf, it kind of got me into the Christmas mode, the Christmas spirit, and that reminds me, Dan, I've not bought any Christmas gifts yet. Oh, come on, Luke. I know, right? But that's where Cineworld comes in. Gift the extraordinary, not the ordinary. We have got a selection of gift packages for you. We've got gift boxes for two, the unlimited gift box, and gift cards. And if you get yourself a gift card, if you spend £30, you'll get an extra £5 gift card all within the price. We are also launching the Cineworld Advent Calendar from December 1st, which is going to run for the next 25 days, so up until Christmas, and that includes freebies, offers, exclusive content, and so much more. If you go to cineworld.com forward slash advent calendar, you can find out what we have in store each day. Released on December 8th, we go back to the world of Roald Dahl, back to the world of Willy Wonka for Wonka. I'm making chocolate, of course. I keep saying that line from the trailer over and over again. Yeah, do you want to do it one more time? I'll make a chocolate, of course, because he says it in the trailer in such a way that it sounds like Drag Race alumnus Alyssa Edwards. So I, I, I just I found it very funny from day one. And speaking of, you know, we talked about love actually mm -hmm. earlier. Uh, Hugh Grant. Here he is, look. As the Umpa Lumpa. Yeah, well, so it's the same um, writer, director as, as Paddington. So, you know, bringing over that revelatory role from Hugh Grant in Paddington 2 into the world of Wonka as an Oompa Loompa. Um, and it's got that same kind of whimsical charm. You know, it's very, uh, it's, it's a very festive period movie, if you know what I mean. It's not yeah. a Christmas movie because, well, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, so it may well be a Christmas movie. What do you consider a Christmas movie? Uh, not Die Hard. You don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Um, no, that, that is a movie that is set at Christmas. But I passionately believe it is a Christmas movie because it is about Christmas. He goes home to celebrate Christmas. That's why. So I think a Christmas movie it is a was, Christmas movie. It was movie. released in July. So? It's about Christmas. It's a Christmas it, movie. It, it was released in July. I very passionately believe uh, that a Christmas, think it's a Christmas movie. movie. He well, wrote it. Doesn't matter. Um, if, if, it's, if Christmas is a major part of the story. I don't know if that's the case with Is, one, is Ghostbusters 2 a Christmas movie? I haven't seen it. It's, well, it's set at Christmas, and it's not a Christmas movie. Well, then it's probably a Christmas movie. Thought it's not, though. It's more of a New Year's movie. 
We'll talk about that another day. But point is with Wonka, I don't, it's got that kind of energy of this big family classic that comes out at Christmas time that everyone sort of goes to see. You, you, you treat yourself to a nice night out, you wrap up and go and see it. And it's, it's you know, full of that kind of whimsical spirit of that particular brand of film. Oh, I agree. Because like there are films that are not Christmas movies, but mm. feel like Little I, I, Women like, is one of them. Back to the Future is yeah, often sort of yeah. seen as like that is a Christmas time movie, yeah. and as is the Gene Wilder Charlie and the Chocolate yeah. Factory. So it's quite a nice time for Wonka to be coming out here mm. because Wonka is very much taking from that Gene Wilder energy that he brought to the character. And of course, I'll make a chocolate, of course. Released on December fifteenth, we have Three Musketeers, Milady. But. Can I talk about my most anticipated movie of December? Yes, you must. This is where my half of the episode comes in. Dan had his with Beyonce. Now I get my version of Beyonce, and that is the cinematic release, the UK cinematic release, of Godzilla Minus One. I would like to imagine a world where you have Beyonce versus Godzilla, if we could. Yeah, well, I think it would be a, a battle of titans. I agree. And I don't think Godzilla's going to have an easy fight on his hands. Oh, no. I mean, he'll win. She's got yeah. great armor with the Renaissance tour as well. Anyway, take us, take us through the Godzilla minus one. This is the kind of magic of the world that we live in now. Mm -hmm. You go back 20 years. I'm trying to think now. If you go back 20 years, would there have even been a Godzilla movie? There would have been. God, which would have been Godzilla the Final Wars? Godzilla. Uh, hold, let, me, let me finish my point here, Dan, because that's, that was, I was going to come on to that. So, uh, for example, 2004, Godzilla Final Wars, that is a Toho-produced Japanese Godzilla movie, does not get seen on our shores, right. or if it does, in very, very small, limited releases. Even like Shin Godzilla, which was the last Toho-produced Japanese Godzilla movie, which came out about 2016-ish, that also didn't get a massive UK release. Mm -hmm. Apart from, as you mentioned there, the 1998 Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie, which was a Western Godzilla movie that's based upon the Japanese pro mm -hmm. uh, property. But here, Godzilla Minus One, the first Godzilla movie since Shin Godzilla, and it's being, getting an actual proper, full-on UK release mm -hmm. in IMAX, in super screen. This film can, I'm, I'm gonna go see this movie on IMAX, yeah. and I cannot wait. The people who have seen it already have said that it stands up as one of the best entries that the franchise has ever had. Bear in mind, the franchise, the guys of the franchise has got over 30 movies in it. Yeah. And so this standing up as like amongst some of the best, even as good as the original, the Ashira Honda, like 54 original, it's so good. It's post-war, it's post-Second World War mm -hmm. again. It looks like the most brutal the character has ever felt. The visuals in the trailer are genuinely terrifying as a creature. And like Godzilla's had you know, quite a big resurgence over the last few years with the help of, again, American and Legendary's MonsterVerse mm -hmm. with Gareth Edwards' Godzilla. I was gonna then, say, those are the ones that I know and yeah. really enjoy. I'm a big Godzilla fan for those reasons. King of the Monsters and Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm. And but I've never had the experience of the, the kind of classics, yeah. the, the Eastern cinema style that, yeah. that you're talking about. So it's kind of fun that we are, like you said, we're getting that opportunity. And what's gonna be really interesting as well is seeing how people react to this because mm. the Toho produced Japanese Godzilla movies always have kind of their very, they're very political heavy. Mm. Shin Godzilla, uh, the, the last one I mentioned earlier, is very much a commentary on the Japanese political system of how they handle like problems and it's a big critique of that. So it's actually quite like hard to sort of get into but it's, oh, it's a marvelous movie. And this one again is going to have a lot of those socio-political commentaries within there about post-war Japan. Mm. And I can't 
wait to dive into this movie. And then released on the 22nd of December, finally after, you know, a year or so's delay, Aquaman 2 yeah. is on the big screen. It's happening. Here we go. I really liked the first Aquaman. I mm. thought it was a really, really good movie. I think Jason Momoa is great. And I, uh, this argument of, of comic book fatigue at the moment, mm. but every time I go to see one of these movies, I, I'm like, no, I'm still here. I'm still here for these comic movies. I had it with Blue Beetle. I had it with the Marvels. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have it again with Aquaman. Also, Jason Momoa is uh, so committed to the character. Like, he's very... Uh, it's kind of hard to separate Jason Momoa from Aquaman in the same way that kind of Chris Hemsworth and Thor feel very, mm. you know, intertwined. Um, and I, it's a really interesting period for the DC heroes because, you know, they're going through a, a creative change at the head. So in terms of that era of DC, in a way, it's kind of a, a little fascinating gem in the middle of yeah. this whole story of this, this company. It's kind of what we said about The Flash. Like, yeah. You almost want to go see that because it feels like this is like the end of this era of yeah. the DCEU before James Gunn's version of it kicks off. And I like, I like movies in the water. But once the Christmas season is over, once Christmas Day is done mm -hmm. and we've finished eating all of our food and we've <laughs> opened up all of our presents, Boxing Day is upon us. And what better way to spend Boxing Day than perhaps away from your family and go to the <laughs> cinema <laughs> on your own? If you're with your family, sitting quietly watching a movie. It's, the, it's a great way to spend the day. Yeah, I actually do go to the cinema pretty much every Boxing Day. One of my favourites uh, of the past few years was Little Women. I remember my friend and I, uh, who were both staying in town during the Christmas season, had a whole plan. We just went at sort of two had a glass of wine and, and then watched the movie. And it oh, was just, yeah. Delicious. Absolutely lovely. And we've got three releases for Boxing Day. Anyone but you is kicking things off. The rom-com. If you fancy a rom-com energy for Boxing Day, uh, Sydney Sweeney and, and uh, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, it's been very heavily talked about on the internet. It sure has. Or if you want to see Adam Driver drive, Ferrari is also on. Which is a classic biopic about the uh, Enzo Ferrari. The, the man behind the name Ferrari, <laughs> like, uh, and it was—it's uh, been very, very heavily uh, trailed and very well received by those who've seen it so far. And a movie I'm very excited for because I love Taika Waititi. Yep. Next goal wins, which is uh, the American Samoa football team, who are quite infamous for having lost a game 31-0, and it's kind of in that cool runnings vein, that kind of like you know sports movie about defying the odds and mm -hmm. just doing the thing that you love, kind of thing. And it's Taika Waititi, so. Who doesn't love Taika Waititi? On Sunday the 3rd of December, we have an autism-friendly screening of Disney's Wish. We have the CBB's Panto for this year, Robin Hood, on Saturday the 2nd and Sunday the 3rd of December. Ooh, and we also have a secret hush-hush screening on Monday the 4th of December. And then we have a spat of re-releases, including the 25th anniversary of Saving Private Ryan on Friday the 1st and Thursday the 7th of December. Scarface gets its 40th anniversary 4K restoration on Tuesday the 5th. And we have a spirited sing-along on Monday the 18th. Then we head straight into the Christmas season and we have a series of classic Christmas movies, including Jingle All The Way on Friday the 8th. Santa Claus The Movie on Sunday the 10th. Bad Santa hits on Friday the 15th. Home Alone on Sunday the 17th. And its classic sequel, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York on Sunday the 17th. Which means you could do a double bill of Home Alone on Sunday the 17th. Oh, and trust me, I will. We have Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes. I, I actually believe it is. I just, I self don't say it just to be contrarian. On Friday the 22nd. The Muppets Christmas Carol, undoubtedly a Christmas movie, on Saturday the 23rd. It's also the best Christmas movie and actually arguably one of the greatest movies ever made. It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. 
Eve, Saturday the 24th of December. And to round things off, we have an unlimited screening of One Life on the 17th of December. What a lineup of Christmas movies. I know, right? Yeah. Like, that is a great season of the great Christmas movies. Santa Claus the movie is magic. I get, yeah. It's an underrated one as well. No one really talks about that one as much as perhaps some of the others. But of course, you've got Muppet Christmas Carol in there, mm -hmm. one of my great, one of the best films ever made. And undoubtedly one of the finest pieces of cinema ever, It's a Wonderful Life, gets me every single time. I saw it for the first time last year. Oh, it's... I've never seen it before. It is a magical, magical movie. And it's a masterpiece. It's absolutely beautifully made. It it's, stands up in every single way. Uh, the use of cinema technique in it as well is... It, it's a classic for every single reason that you might think of the film as a classic. My pick, though, is the double bill of Home Alone and Home Alone 2. I was about to say, yeah. Because I... That was my first sort of favourite Christmas movie when I was little. I, I loved the whole... I mean, I... I had the blonde curtains in the 90s. I was giving Macaulay Culkin from day one. Um, but also, it's that fantastic mix of heartwarming comedy slapstick. I love a pratfall. And Christmas in New York in the 90s, I would argue, is peak Christmas. I am a big fan of, like, discourse around Christmas movies. Mm. The, you know, the, we made jokes earlier about that. Yeah. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? That was, like, the big discourse ten years ago. Yeah. Then it became, like, is Batman Returns a Christmas movie? There was, like, a couple of years ago. The new one now, I find this one a remarkable piece, is Home Alone 2 better than Home Alone? Uh, for my money, yes. And, I, and I, I tell you, the only reason I say yes is because it's in New York. Because it does basically the same format... Kid gets left alone, and while Home Alone itself is, is uh, I would argue, flawless, I think it's absolutely excellent. There's no way that you can uh, detract from it. The only way you can improve it is whacking it in New York. Because for me, Tim Curry's there. Yeah, he sure is. Uh, New York is there, and... Um, arguably the fifth girl? Well, there you go. <laughs> I know, I just love it. I, I, it's, it's the kind, and, the, and the Rockefeller Christmas tree. I actually, the first time I went to New York was Christmas 2005. Um, and in fact, that's the only time I've ever been to New York. And I watched Home Alone 2 on the way. So when I then got to go to Rockefeller Center and see the tree, it was a very emotional and very heartwarming moment for me because it, it, that film has always been um, a, a real slice of magic. And I know that around Christmas time, that becomes a bit of a cliche, but it is. It's kind of the city comes to life. The steam coming out of the grates feels more festive because it's winter you know there's something just so beautiful about it and the park and the 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 the, op the opera house he goes to where he sees the, the the orchestra i just think it's just the best but the first one's better but anyway you can have this argument with your friends and family if you go to the home alone double bill we also have andre Rieu's white christmas on saturday the second and sunday the third of december if you fancy taking an opera, you can get the Met Opera Live's production of Florencia en el Amazonas on Saturday the 9th. Or the Royal Ballet Live's performance of The Nutcracker on Thursday the 12th. It's my mum's favourite. And on Thursday the 14th, we have A Christmas Carol starring the one and only Simon Callow. Very brave of them to adapt the Muppets. But I'm afraid that's all we've got time for on this edition of What's On at City World Cinemas. When we come back next month, I will not be wearing this Christmas card. You'll have to put it away for another year. I believe that when I say it, you'll just cross out Merry Christmas and write Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, then Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Happy March, happy which, which, which is, you know, my wife's birthday happy month. Happy March. Happy April, which is my mum's birthday Buy month. Buy a new cardigan. That's just my pitch to you. Buy a different cardigan for you. Don't stop well, wearing the same one all year. Crossing out the same words. Yeah, so otherwise... crossing out my wife and my mum. <laughs> <laughs> crossing out my 
bad shout, personally. But what's not a bad idea is catching up with us on the podcast realm, wherever you get your podcasts from. Good, bad, potential mixed ones. But we'll see you next month. Have a great Christmas, everyone. I've been Luke Owen. I've been Dan Layton. And that's what's up.